0: Welcome back to 4 in Toe Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 16. Today is actually part one of a four-part mini series I'm doing this month, January 2020, where I've interviewed four influencers in the homeschool arena. Now, these influencers all have something to share in with a very specific style of homeschooling and I thought it would be really interesting for my listeners and for myself to go on a journey exploring these different approaches to homeschool. And Today we're going to be talking with Sonia Schaefer from Simply Charlotte Mason. I had a great time on this interview and I hope it comes through. Uh, I just want to th- say upfront thank you again to Sonia for taking the time for this interview. I really appreciated it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Four in Toe Podcast. This morning, or today, we have a special guest. We have Sonia from Simply Charlotte Mason with us today. And we I am going to be asking her some questions about the Charlotte Mason uh, education method. So, Sonia, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a joy to be with you.
0: I'm so glad you could take the time to uh, chat with me. I really appreciate uh, in your schedule just taking a minute to just have this conversation with me and my little podcast crew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always like to talk about Charlotte Mason and education with one person or, you know, however many. It's great.
0: Yeah. So I'm on a journey right now just exploring various types and styles of educating and specifically in the homeschool context so I found you on Instagram <laughs> and on the and on the podcast app and I thought I think I need to interview you so um, tell us you have a podcast is that correct
1: yes we have the simply Charlotte Mason podcast we do it comes out every week and I try to do a mixture of things um, talking with some of my other charlotte mason friends about different topics as well as just educating about the methods and about parenting because mm. so much of charlotte mason is a lifestyle if you will it's yes. it's about educating the whole person so it encompasses a lot more than just school work
0: yes yeah and so you have experience as a homeschool mother correct
1: Absolutely yes. Tell I us about that. have been homeschooling for about 25 years now. I graduated three of my four children, and I continue to homeschool my youngest, who has special needs. So, still in the trenches.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I I love, I love talking to people who have that much much experience. It's uh, my mom was a homeschool mom. I'm a third or fourth generation homeschool kid, I've lost track at this point. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so I I really um, appreciate talking with people who've done it before. And we can always be creative and try and do new things. But at the same time, there is something to be said for not recreating the
1: wheel. Uh, We already have tried and true methods, right? Yes, that's true. And, and what's best is if you keep the methods and keep the principles, but then you can customize them and adapt them for each child because each child is different. So you've got to teach the child, not just the curriculum. That's yeah. one of my big things that I like to say. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let's talk
0: about the Charlotte Mason Mason method. Would you? How would you define the method uh, and the educational approach of the Charlotte Mason method?
1: It's very hard to narrow down to just a little tiny bit, but um, let's try it this way. Uh, you could encompass it by saying the approach is um, good books, good habits, and guided discovery. Mm-hmm. That's basically what the methods are going to look like. Mm-hmm. So-
0: when you say good books, could you define that for us? Are you talking a specific type of st- textbook or are you talking a specific book series? When you say good books,
1: what does that look like? Good books, in a Charlotte Mason approach, they are called living books because they make the subject come alive. They're not just textbooks full of dry facts. Mm-hmm. They are the opposite. Uh, think more like story form or conversational form where it it fires your imagination you can see in your mind's eye what is being described or talked about and it it touches your emotions and it just draws you in to the story of the person history especially is is more than just dry facts it's Mm -hmm. stories of people's lives and so a living book presents that story in that way and helps you form a personal connection with the people who lived before you or with that person in literature or with um, that scientist and his discoveries and and all he went through to figure it out. So we're talking about living books in literary form. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm addicted to books. <laughs> I, I,
0: I can't pass a used book sale. You just, you just don't pass them by. You have to go in. <laughs> so- oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and the trick is learning how to distinguish those good living books yes. from what Charlotte Mason called twaddle, yeah. which is the books that just talk down to a child that assume he cannot understand a well-crafted sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the books that are just full of dry facts and mm-hmm. have no living ideas in them. So, yes. being able to choose those uh, takes a little practice, but you'll find a lot of Charlotte Mason users in those used book sales. Yep, <laughs> looking all over. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think I have bumped into a few on my on my discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> So for those who have never heard of Charlotte Mason, this is an actual person. Charlotte Mason was someone who lived. Could you give us just who was she? Like, how do we know her?
1: Yes, she was a British educator who lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And she had a philosophy of how to reach children. She taught school for many years And during that time, she was able to solidify through her observations and her own trials, trial and and error, if you will, (laughs) with the kids, hands-on work, to solidify and fine-tune all of those methods and philosophy. So then she gave a series of lectures that the people in England just loved her ideas and said, would you train us and our governesses who were doing the homeschooling back then, yeah. yeah. Um, so they can use your methods with our children. So she started out training the governesses, but it took off and it turned into a teacher training college, mm-hmm. and she was overseeing schools and homeschools all throughout England designing the curriculum for them, picking those good living books mm-hmm. and sending them the programs to work through every term. So, yeah, it was it was quite a revolution in yeah. education in England.
0: It really sounds like it. What uh, I'm I've been doing a little bit of research, like I said, on the Charlotte Mason style of all the styles that I'm interviewing for people, uh, interviewing people on. This is the one I know the most about, <laughs> Um because of my love for books, I just, I want to have a house full of bookshelves and I've already completed. My dining room is full of bookshelves. Forget having dinner in there. It's got all the bookshelves
1: in there. Perfect. Um, Well, keep collecting the bookshelves because you can never have too many. You always want more bookshelves. (laughs) It's true.
0: (laughs) It's true. Um, but I've been reading, um, Susan Schaefer McCauley's book, For the Children's Sake. For
1: the Children's Sake. Beautiful book. Beautiful I'm really book.
0: enjoying it. And it, some of the quotes she puts in there from Charlotte Mason, I just, it makes me giggle. I think she, she was such a revolutionary and so ahead of her time because this is a woman who's like starting an education revolution. And it's really yes. what it was. And...
1: Yes.
0: I've been talking with some of my teacher friends, because I have several who are teaching preschool and grade school, and actually a high school friend, too. And they've all studied Charlotte Mason in their college and then beyond. They've studied Charlotte Mason as well. Yeah. So she has had a huge impact, in my opinion, on the education system even today.
1: Yes. And and it wasn't just her view of education. It was also her view of children. Mm Mm-hmm yeah back when she lived during that Victorian era, people's view of children was quite different from what mm-hmm. it is now, and her foundational tenet was the child is a person mm-hmm. and so we educate the whole person um, it, it was it was revolutionary as you said yeah. in a way she almost if you want to draw a, a kind of a strange but in my mind it makes sense connection Mm -hmm. she was kind of like the mr rogers yeah for her day that makes sense mr rogers changed people's way of looking at children and Mm -hmm. and it's only coming to light now really to the general public just how much of an impact he had and what his views how valuable they were Mm -hmm. and i see a lot of similarities between the two
0: yeah Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought of that, but that's a really good analogy or connection. (laughs) (laughs) So with the Charlotte Mason style, well, tell us with your daughter that you're teaching now, what does a day of school look like in your home?
1: Well, currently, um, I I mentioned my daughter that I'm teaching now has special needs, Mm -hmm. and so What our day looked like was probably not what a typical day would look like for most people. Um, And it's not what a day looked like when I was educating all four of them together. So maybe I can give you um, a replay of one of those days when I had all of them together for a typical thing. What we would do is we would gather for breakfast and at breakfast time, we would start in we would do our scripture memory after breakfast it would take five minutes and we'd listen to our hymn or sing along with our hymn then we would break to do chores which is part of educating the child
0: mm-hmm. and
1: after <laughs> especially when you have a large family yes yeah. and after chores then we would gather and do our family work i'm a big believer in combining your children for as many subjects as possible it's um, and and using Charlotte Mason's methods makes that very doable yes you can gather your family together and do almost all subjects everything except for math and language arts those need to be done one-on-one but everything else we can do together using Charlotte's methods and so we would gather together and I might read from our living history book, and then I would ask the girls, I have all girls, that's why I say the girls, (laughs) I would ask the girls to narrate back to me, that is, to tell it back in their own words, so I don't quiz them, I don't give them worksheets, they tell it back, which is a much higher thinking level Hmm. than true, false, multiple choice, fill in the blank. Hmm. So after we would do history, then we might do a picture study where we look at beautiful artwork together. And again, I would show it to them. They would look at it until they've got it in their heads. Then I would hide the picture and they would describe it to me in their own words, Mm -hmm. another form of narration. Mm -hmm. After that, we might uh, go outside and do nature study for a little while. And then we might come back in and do uh, poetry, where I would just read a poem to them, and we would enjoy how the poet used words. So those types of activities we would do for about an hour or an hour and a half altogether, and then we would split up to do our one-on-one studies, each child at her own level, and that's when I would do the math and the language arts with each Mm -hmm. child at her own pace, at her own level. After, uh, after we got done, those, those studies would be done by lunch very okay. easily. Mm-hmm. And then after lunch, we would have some break time where they could pursue their own interests. And mm-hmm. usually they were doing hands-on things or creating stories with a little computer program we had or writing stories. They were doing all kinds of stuff like that, very productive and creative. Then at 3 o'clock, that was our magic snack time. 3 (laughs) o'clock. I don't know why, but that was when, for years, it was 3 o'clock snack time. And so, now, a true Charlotte Mason person would make it tea time. Ah, that makes sense. I did not, because I don't like tea. I'm sorry. I guess (laughs) I'm not a true Charlotte Mason person. (laughs) So we would have snack time instead. And when we gathered for snack time, then I would read aloud a chapter from our literature book, our family read aloud book that we would all just enjoy together. So that's what a basic day would look like. The next day we would do some of the same things, but we would incorporate other things like instead of doing a picture study, we would do a music study instead where we listen to music. Um, Instead of doing poetry that day, we might read a story about the habit that we were working on during that term. And so you have some things that are staples, but you have a wide variety as you go through your week Mm -hmm. so that each day doesn't look like the same old, same old.
0: Yeah. That's what a
1: typical day looked like. It makes me want to go do school with my kids right now. (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) it was very enjoyable i loved it especially because charlotte said that the goal of education is to grow Mm. we learn to grow and as a parent even i learned so much when Mm. i started homeschooling my kids i did not know any history i did not know any geography Mm. Because I had been taught social studies, not history and geography. Mm, yeah. And so I was a little, you know, full of trepidation about those subjects. But because the books are the teacher, mm-hmm. all I had to do was read those books. And I learned at the same time they did. And now history yeah. is one of my favorite subjects yeah. because of those great living books.
0: Yeah, that's that's. I can appreciate that. The history program that I'm using right now is Charlotte Mason inspired. And my mom had used it with us when we were kids. So I know I've read these books or had these books read to me before. But as I'm reading them to my kids, I feel like it's the first time I've ever read them. (laughs) And it's just uh, I feel like I'm learning about history all over again as well. Um, Well, You connect on a
1: different level. Mm -hmm. a a good what you just said confirms the power of a good living book Mm -hmm. because a good living book as we said it's not twaddle it will Mm -hmm. appeal to a lot a wide range of ages and each particular person is going to take from it what he or she is ready for at the time to grow as a person so the fact that you're enjoying these books again but you're probably pulling from them something different now at the age that you are yeah. than the first time you went through. Yeah. And that's a good living book right yeah. there. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Sonia, would you tell us a little bit more about your company, the Simply Charlotte Mason, and what you guys have to offer in the way of book lists or curriculum? for people who would be interested in using a Charlotte Mason approach?
1: We have a book list put together, Simply Charlotte Mason, um, where my particular approach is that I wanted my kids to understand Bible history Mm. along with world history. And I did not want the two to be separated in their Mm -hmm. minds because the way I grew up, all the Bible stories were completely separate from world history. And I never put the two together in my head and and never set the life of Christ in ancient Rome. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted those to go together for my kids. And so I, I, Arranged our curriculum so that it puts an emphasis on Bible history and brings in the world history alongside as you go. Uh, That's that's how ours is set up. Mm -hmm. And then I often talk about simply Charlotte Mason. Yeah. This beast that we have created. <laughs> it's a hobby that got out of control. That's I understand that. I understand that. Completely. Yes. yes. We, it's, it's the books that I used with my own children. And over the years, I was able to, as I find out about more books, I can tweak that and substitute some books out and bring in some other books as well and carry it all the way through high school. And so Um, yeah, we've put together on simplycharlottemason.com. We have our book lists Mm -hmm. as well as we have guides that will walk you through the lists. So you know how much to read from which books on which days and in what order. And it has exam questions and it just puts it all together for you. So you don't have to do that legwork, but if you just want the book lists, those are free on our website. Take a look. We love to share good books with you.
0: That's fantastic. Are your guides available as printed copies and downloads or just downloads?
1: They're available printed or ebook, either one. All right. So that was
0: simply charlottemason.com. If you guys want to check it out, please do that. This sounds this sounds amazing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoy it. My mom recently went through all of her homeschooling material and purged because she doesn't have any more kids at home. And it's looking as if I might be the only one homeschooling my kids for all with all of her grandkids as they are so she and she needed the space my mom is notorious for bringing people into her home and just letting them be at her house and live with her um, which is fantastic she's very welcoming but then she runs out of space because she has the room that was the school room (laughs) now she needs it for people to live in and so she's purged it and she gave me a box with lists of books lists of living books (laughs) a box full (laughs) i'm like oh what a treasure (laughs) i'm sitting there going i want to read every single book (laughs) yes yes i just don't know if I, i i'm gonna start with one list at a time i guess but but i really appreciate simply charlotte mason and and companies like yours or groups like yours who are able to put the guides out there because um it's something I would love to be able to do. But like you say, it feels like a hobby gone gone out of control if I were to try and do it. (laughs) And I have so many other hobbies going out of control at the moment. I'm like, I
1: just need to focus on what I'm good at. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the temptation is because there are so many great books, it's easy for us to overdo it. Yes. To Believe we have to have our children read every single one of those before they graduate from our home school. And that's not the case. Yeah. Because you can, the brain can only take so much. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to make choices. It's going to be hard. Yeah. But you're going to have <laughs> to make choices. And if you can choose the best ones, You can bring in the others as free reads, leisure time reads. These Mm -hmm. are options if you want it. But let me also encourage you to save some because as my kids grew, we would go to the library and they would check out books that I approved of. Mm -hmm. But after a while, they had checked out all the books, the good ones that Mm -hmm. the library had (laughs) because libraries don't have all good ones anymore. It's true. It's true. And so they started to get discouraged, just like, aren't there any other good books we could read? And so if you have those lists, now you've got more. And even as an adult, you can keep reading, keep growing, Mm -hmm. and your children can as well. So I encourage you to pare it down for their actual education, for their school time, if you will. Be careful not to... Back up the dump truck yeah. <laughs> and overwhelm them. They're yes. all great books, but you don't want them to get into binge reading oh, okay. because yeah. they're not learning as much. Charlotte mm-hmm. was very specific about take it in small doses and give them time to assimilate it and think about it before you give them the next one. Yeah, before you give them the next portion of it, and so. It's part of the method too. I think it's a great way, by the way, to teach our children self-control and mm-hmm. delayed gratification. Yeah. yeah. Rather than, oh, mommy, keep reading, keep reading. So we keep reading, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we sit there for five hours binge reading and they don't remember half of it as well as they would have if we were selective and pared it down.
0: Yeah. How, how long do you suggest um, a read aloud time be? Is there like a, a magic number of of minutes
1: if we go by charlotte's schedules of when she set out the schedule for her classrooms first through third grade you want to have no lesson longer than 20 minutes and that includes both the reading and the narrating okay so 20 minutes maximum many of your lessons are going to take less than that mm-hmm. like your picture study your poetry Scripture memory, those are going to take less than 20 minutes. But for reading and narrating, no longer than 20 minutes, first through third grade. And by the way, in those grades, you're reading aloud the books. Mm -hmm. Okay? Fourth through sixth grade, they're going to transition to reading some books on their own, and you'll read aloud some. Your length there is going to be 20 to 30 minutes tops. So 30 minutes is the maximum, again, to read and narrate. Seventh through ninth grade, she bumped it up to 45 minutes maximum. And I never found um, a time limit for the high school years. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of extrapolate that out, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: your your high schoolers would be doing nothing longer than 45 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. on one subject. That makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I, this fall, I got really excited, like I said, with all my lists and books and things. And I I did find the same thing. I, because I have mostly children who are younger than third grade, I do the picture books with them first. And then I expect my fourth grader to sit with me and my second grader will just because she wants to. Um, yes, I expect her to sit with me and read through a couple of chapters or a chapter, depending on the book. Some of the books, the chapters are like two pages long (laughs) and some of them are like five pages long. So I, I'll have her sit with me for a little while longer and we'll read through a different book, but maybe on the same topic that's been working really well for our family. So
1: thank you for that advice. Just calm down. We don't have to read all the books. (laughs) (laughs) And let me give you one more little tip. Um, Try not to do those readings back to back. Okay. So if, you're, if you've if you been sitting with everybody and reading picture books, do something else before you sit down with your fourth grader and continue reading. Because the whole thing is you want to not over fatigue one part of the brain. When one part of the brain is tired, that makes it difficult to pay full attention. Mm-hmm. And so Charlotte made sure that as she arranged her subjects during the day, she used different parts of the brain in sequence. There, that would help the children continue to have a fresh mind, pay full attention, but without you know taking a quote break, mm-hmm. you just use a different part of the brain. So you might read and then, okay, now let's look at a picture and talk about a picture. Mm-hmm. And then we might do our scripture memory and now we can read and narrate again. Mm-hmm. But using different parts of the brain in sequence is going to keep them fresh and able to give you their full attention much easier. Oh, that's great. That's great advice. Thank you so much.
0: Do you have any other suggestions for curriculum that, that are Charlotte Mason inspired?
1: Yes, there are other companies out there who have put together lists of favorite living books for different topics and different subjects. Because there are hundreds and thousands of good living books, Yeah, you can put together different types of lists. Some of them are gonna bubble to the top and be on almost everybody's list. <laughs> but each person, each company can um, form that list from whatever particular approach they want to take, whatever angle they are coming from. So you have, uh, I'm thinking of Greenleaf Press. They were a big one, especially when I got started homeschooling. And they have guides that that put together different books for different ages of history, hmm. especially. And there is an online curriculum called Ambleside Online. There is... Um, a uh, living books curriculum, I believe it's called, up in Michigan, I think it is, um, that has books put together. So we've talked a little bit about
0: various curriculum for children, but are there any books or podcasts? Obviously, Charlotte Mason, or simply Charlotte Mason, what do you offer for parents? And are there other books that you can suggest for parents who want to learn more about the Charlotte Mason method?
1: Absolutely. We have our weekly podcast. We also have several free ebooks that you can download from our website that will talk about Charlotte's methods. It'll talk about um, habits and how to form habits and which habits to work on. Different things like that. Just all the areas that Charlotte Mason encompasses. As well, we have a weekly blog post that you can read, and if you go to our learning library on our website, you will find the archives of about 500 blog posts. Oh, wow. And you can search those uh, by topic, or by keyword, or by date, or whatever. There's They're broken down, or into series. And then we also carry in our bookstore some of those great books, that are so foundational for parents like the one you mentioned for the children's sake by susan schaefer McCauley. that is a fabulous classic charlotte mason book another one is the charlotte mason companion by karen andriola um, a charlotte mason education by katherine levison all of those you'll find in our bookstore as well we have a lot of resources to help you as the parent get up and running We also have a forum where you can go ask your questions, and there is a special Facebook group that is just discussion for Simply Charlotte Mason people, and you can ask questions there as well. So I think a lot of this is supporting the parent, Mm -hmm. and my heart is to encourage other homeschool moms, because I'm still one, and just let you know Give yourself grace, don't beat yourself up. You can do this just one step at a time. Don't feel like you have to live up to everybody else's picture of the the superpower homeschool mom. Simplify it down and focus on teaching your child. That's the thing and we want to come alongside and help you accomplish that for the glory of God.
0: Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for taking the time again to let me interview you and just pick your brain on the Charlotte Mason method. I really, really appreciate it.
1: I'm happy to answer questions. If you have further questions, feel free to get a hold of me, Elizabeth. I've really enjoyed our discussion today.
0: Yeah, I would. I I was actually sitting here thinking, um, at some point, I would like to be able to do a mini series with moms of special needs children, because I know that's a whole nother um, group of ladies who really need some encouragement. Would you mind if we brought you back for that when I
1: get it situated? <laughs> I would love to do that. I see as I travel around and speak at different conventions, um, homeschool conventions in different states all across the country, I see more and more parents of special needs children who are choosing to homeschool mm-hmm. and I have a real heart for that because of my daughter so I would love to come back and talk about that too.
0: Oh, well great. So we'll be in touch and if anyone wants to get a hold of you what's the easiest way that they can follow you? You have your website? Are there other things? Other ways we can follow? Yes, you can
1: you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Go to simplycharlottemason.com. You can sign up for our weekly email, blog posts, and any other notifications we'll send out as well. That's the best way to follow us and stay in touch.
0: And that's it for today's episode of Four and Toe Podcast. Join us next time when I share an interview that I did with Molly from the Modern Homeschooler. And we're going to talk about classical conversations be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode of this mini-series and let your friends know as well because i'm trying to get the word out that this podcast exists and i want people to have this as a resource as they work through their homeschool journey support the podcast by going to patreon.com backslash podcast all funding there helps me keep this podcast on the air have a great homeschool week And don't forget, Mama, you've got this.